0: Welcome to episode one hundred and seventy-three of the Finger Guns podcast. Tonight is a bit of a throwback. We do have Mister Gragex making two appearances in a row. I know this it's is like, this outrageous. Like
1: community service. That's my my <laughs> two for the year. <laughs> How you doing, sir? I'm all good. um As Sean will also probably iterate, we we've had a lovely weekend at EGX. I did all four days, and I was absolutely shattered yesterday. But I love it. It's great. I, I enjoy going as as press and being part of the industry and meeting new and old people that we know from the trade. Mm, absolutely. Played some games uh, as well.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's did, a thing you did, can did do that. there, isn't it? Yeah, I, I played at least four. Wow. Mm. Bloody hell. That was worth all four days ago. I, I know. One a day. <laughs> yeah. We'll get into EGX in a bit.
2: Uh, Sean Davies. Hi. Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm great, thank you. I That's played, cracking. I played a lot of games. That, um, I did less of the meeting. Greg does the meeting of people. Greg schmoozes and I play the games. That's how we do it, EGX. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a dynamic that works. I was um, going to
0: say, I imagine you played more than four games.
2: Oh, no, no, yeah, I played a lot more than four I'm, games.
0: I'm the face, apparently.
2: That's it, exactly what he is, A face. <laughs> mm. he, he stands behind me looking pretty while I sit and sweat in VR and stuff like that. So. <laughs> and you wear a fucking great big coat all day. Yeah, but that was, yeah, to be fair, that was, um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. All right. Anyway, uh,
0: anyway, we going to do it. Hello, mate. Um, and of course, he didn't go to EGX, but he's here
3: anyway. It's Toby Anderson. Oh, sad times. He didn't. I go know, to right? EGX. I didn't. I didn't go either. But you <laughs> I know. know it was miserable. each up. other. Yeah, it was terrible. Hiya, <laughs> um, how how's it going? Hey, bud, I'm very well. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, I'm. I've spent the last um, few days while they've been at EGX caring for a, a, a bit of a sick baby. Oh. Um, he's got. He's got a bit of a flu. So, uh, not been much fun. Been up every night, and uh, I've not had hardly any sleep. Do you want to share the messages that you sent to the Slack the other night? Uh, what did I send? Um, how they
0: were slightly ill on you.
3: Oh yeah, I got puked on from head to foot, like literally from head to foot. That's amazing. <laughs> he he sort of he sort of backed off from you know like if you're if you're holding a baby towards you and he backed off slightly, looked at me, <laughs> puked all down down my chin, down my front, down my legs. <laughs> oh oh, god what do you do in that situation um usually i look at my wife and i'm just this this stunned silence between us like (laughs) oh crap i have to change all my clothes can you take the baby uh what do we do now (laughs) etc fantastic it's a lot of fun not Oh dear. Well, you're okay now, though. And he's. I'm he's, okay he's, he's now. He's, he's on the mend and uh, hoping that he will give me a bit of time before he wakes up and needs help. Fantastic. Get well seen, Elliot.
0: You yes. Gotcha are you. Thank, thank you. you for throwing up all over Toby. That makes me <laughs> so
3: happy. Certainly funny,
0: though. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, right then. How, are you? How are you? Oh, well, thanks so much for asking. I'm very well. Thank you. Um, I've had a, a nice week. I've got my weekend, I've uh, got my birthday coming up this weekend. So I'm making plans and uh getting all that stuff sorted out which is very exciting happy birthday for the weekend thank you very much and uh yeah yeah been working been seeing went to see avatar in 3d again this week that was very good Um, it was nice to watch it on the big screen again
3: and i don't want to what... give james the camera my money anymore Not not until the second one
0: okay Is
3: this? Is <laughs> this um, is i've this... already given him it like three well, times well, forever i say that
0: i've i've got the um i, I am on my limitless subscribers so oh, okay technically i didn't maybe you didn't get money. much yeah maybe you didn't yeah. get much out of it yeah that's the way i look at it anyway sorry sean
2: is, is this latest um trip to the cinema for avatar like a, an attempt to win back its crown of most profitable film or something
3: um what it already Probably. is it got that back a couple of years back off endgame Ugh. oh did? It? Um, okay i thought, I, wow. I thought, I thought there'd I I been more recent ones even that had taken it over uh, like really no, recent marvel spider-man ones.
0: was close but uh, yeah. didn't
1: didn't quite get there
2: Oh, right, okay. That's fair enough. I've I, only yeah.
1: ever watched Avatar without the 3D and I just thought it was a very boring film.
2: Oh,
0: yeah, without without the 3D. it's it's Yeah, boring. I
1: think that's what ruined it for me. And I can't be asking watching 3D because I know it's a very boring film. And I'm not going to make the Gully
3: comparison, but, yeah, just... Mm. I like a bit of Ferngully just, just... and I loved Avatar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 3D or not. It's uh, I loved Avatar. It's just it's, a lot of fun. The use of
0: the 3D, it's like, it's it takes you in rather than brings it out, you know what I mean? It's all about depth rather than... Like, things fly at your face. It just kind of takes you into Pandora rather than throwing things at you.
3: Anyone else yes. want it's all about depth to be the uh, tagline? Yep, that's what I want. Oh,
0: cool. that, that, that's why the Way of Water is going to be really deep, you know?
2: Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the, the only good 3D is Dread 3D. And, oh, jeez.
0: And... <laughs> God, it made me ill. That mean, movie, he's, not, he's
2: not wrong. That movie absolutely needs a sequel, and we, we need... Four dread sequels and no more Avatar. Thank you.
1: Most most disappointing (laughs) disappointing use of 3D was Tron Legacy. Uh, Do you know even the bit of the film that starts? It says there isn't actually 3D until about an hour into the film. You'll know (laughs) it literally says like you've already put your glasses on. All right, cheers, film. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah, we couldn't be able to film the real world things. Real world. Ah, real world segments in 3D. So you know, why did they even make those bits so long then?
0: (laughs) I still get nightmares from. 3D Jeff Bridges in that film, 3D CGI younger Jeff Bridges. Yeah, clue. They mm. hadn't quite sorted the detect by then. I don't think. New, no. still, still in the uncanny valley. Indeed, indeed. Uh, anyway, let's get into game of the week, Mister Toby. Let's go. We go from the uh, go from the bottom this time instead of the top. Why not? Um, what has been your game of the week?
3: Well, my game of the week has totally been Field Chronicle. Or the is Dio that Field Chronicle.
0: it, that, I was thought it was
3: Dio? Dio well, it? I'm going Dio. Okay. I mean, it might be Dio. To be honest, I haven't really heard them say it out loud very often. Um, maybe once in the entire time I've been playing it. <laughs> I think it was Dio Field anyway. Um, cool. Anyway, the point is, um, it's pretty awesome. If you like a, I don't know, like a sort of XCOM, sort of real time strategy um, sort of game, it's uh, Squaresoft, Square Enix all over. Um, like, they, I don't think there's any other company that does politics and, you know, like Ivalice style um, royals, you know, bickering and sort of Game of Thronesing, but in a sort of very square enix sort of way. And I'm totally here for it. It's really, really fun. And I quite like all the machinations of the of the political story. And then at the same time, there's loads of battles and they have to go into these little tactical um, scenarios and things. It's like a little diorama instead of like everything's not to scale so it's all like you're sitting on a little model of a town instead of um actually in the town at the right scale and then you go around you're leading your troops you only have like four or five troops any one time um to uh you know to go around imagine like red alert when you were down and you were just literally one or two characters like a tiny little squad and you had to go from place to place it's like that but it's just with you know modern day ps five graphics or those probably not you know top end of what um it's probably not the top end of what PS4 could do, to be honest. It's um it, it's relatively budget for Square Enix, I would say. Um, but yeah, really enjoying it. It was really fun. It's got um a very achievable platinum, and I'm thinking I can probably do it in a week or two. And uh yeah, lots of fun. I think for a little double A Square Enix release, it was well worth it. Nice,
0: nice butter up Square Enix. That's what we like.
3: I like their little double A stuff. I, I think know they you. should do more of it
0: i know you do they make them for you i think
3: i think they do i'm I'm literally looking at about a dozen releases from them over the next eight or nine months that i want crisis it's core. ridiculous yeah crisis core yeah. valkyrie elysium um octopath traveler 2 there's it, it, way more than that a star ocean 6 just are you dozens. playing
0: um what was the name of that switch game um normal day life or something.
3: <laughs> various day life, which That's is even more one. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um I'm sorry. I, I instead of buttering up Square Enix, I will say their their naming conventions need work. Triangle Strategy <laughs> and Various Day Life stick out as terribly named games. <laughs> um they were all right as a working title, wasn't it? Triangle Strategy, but then no, no that that they can't be serious. That's the actual name of the game. Okay. Yeah. And then are various day bad, life is. Are they just bad translations or are they just bad names? I wonder. I really do. I I I think about this too often, and I just—I wonder to myself, is there, is there a localization team somewhere in the Western Hemisphere that's like, ah, fuck it. I mean, that's what it literally translates to, so let's just leave it at that. Do you know what I mean? And they just have a little laugh to themselves yeah. and then see what happens when they release it, and everyone goes, triangle strategy? <laughs> what? Yeah. Very that's my little uh, headcanon about, about what it is, though.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love, I love you made a backstory to me. Yeah, <laughs> there's, a little, there's a little
3: team. They've all got names yet. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to read that serialization. Hmm. Um, Sean Davies, do you have a game of the week that you didn't play at least yet? Because we'll get into them in a minute. Do you have a home game of the week?
2: Yes, so I've been playing Sweet. Cube 10th Anniversary, which is... Wow. Yeah, so it's a, a 10 years have passed since the release of Cube and Toxic Games have completely redeveloped the game. In the same engine that they did um, Cube Two, so gone are the very clean blocks, and in are the very textured blocks. And a lot of the puzzles have been redeveloped, and there is a new sector. The game is just—it's how you remember it, and obviously, it's it's uh, it's better than how you remember it because would you go back and look at the the way that the original game looked? It looks very dated. But this this game just it looks exactly how you think you remember it, but it's it's really nice and it's very head scratchery. If, if you've never played Cube before, it's a puzzle game about giving particular spaces in this uh, cuboid kind of landscape uh, different attributes. So red ones can be expanded three times, yellow ones turn into steps, green ones can duplicate, um, purple ones can rotate the world, and and basically the idea is to get from a to B, using these blocks. And often that means string doors or um, using magnets to fly across rooms and things. It's it's very cool. And uh, you know it's been out for ten years, so if you're not played it by now, this is definitely a time to jump in. Um they, yeah. the the director's cuts in here. So it's got all the commentary um, from the original developers who've sat down and done entirely new commentary track, which is is very cool. Um, it's just a really great game, and there will be a review on the site very soon. I'm just trying to finish off the new um, chapter because it is nails. <laughs> Absolutely <Okay>. nails. <laughs> it's, it's like a massive step up from where the, the old content was. So, uh, Although that might be because I remember how to do the old content, um, not, not the new stuff. So sure. <laughs> we, we shall see. Um, I'm hoping to have it done tonight and a review of tomorrow. So we we'll shall see.
0: Fantastic. I can't wait to read it. Thanks. Bring it on. And finally, uh, Gregory, do you have a non EGX game of the week? I do. It's one I'm
1: currently reviewing. Um, it is No Place for Bravery. It's on the what Switch and PC. I know. Um, it's a sort of pseudo isometric, um, pixel hack and slash, like not Dungeon Crawler, not Roguelite. It's very reminiscent of, for me, games like Hyperlight Drifter. Not as linear in the palette a bit more colorful imagine hyper light drifter with the sort of attitudes of god of war that kind of thing god of war 18 to be more specific you are it starts off the the intro is very weird it it does hop through like the events of what set the game off in quite a quick succession it covers 10 years really quickly like man teaching daughter how to hunt uh daughter gets kidnapped or something uh, attacks village daughter gets kidnapped man finds boy with useless legs Ten years later, now adopted son is carried on back, like a Banjo-Kazooie type situation. And they are on this quest to rescue daughter. It seems simple in concept. like It's, it's not anything totally original. Like, it's, it's all done. And hence the God of War reference and stuff like that. But it's got, I hate to use Souls-like combat because it's tough. because It's not a Souls-like game, but it's a similar kind of pattern. You collect coins, when you, and then when you die, you lose a percentage of it. You find scrolls that give you new skills that you can buy at campfires. You can rest at campfires, so the influence is there. But it's not as trite as being Soulsian. It's just like any hard, top-down platformer, really. Pl- action adventure slash platform. There are some puzzles to do. You can do a, like, little hoppity-skips over onto ledges and platforms. Um, and I'm having a good time with it. It got patched. When I got back from EGX, so the launch day, uh, the release day was last week when I was um, at EGX and I've only just updated it now. I had a few issues with it, which seemed to be smoothed out. Um, I'm going to crack on and finish my review this week, so I'm not going to say much more about it. But yeah, if you like your hyperlight Drifters and your other games of that ilk that I can't think of right now, um, but I'll, I'll, I'll think of them by the time I do my review, then it's, you know, it's
0: right up that alley brilliant and how about you well um i guess my game of the week will be family man um this is again i have very much enjoyed this week my review is already up on fingers.net it's been out for a couple of weeks now um but i've really got into it this uh the last seven days and yeah it's great it's it's made by broken bear games and, and published by noble robots who you know if you know noble robots it's you've got to play it they publish really great stuff they're really becoming like a new kind of devolver, finding really interesting indie games and and releasing them. And yeah, this is a really intense game. Um, This is way more intense than I was ever expecting, actually. Um, It's essentially you play as a husband who, the first 20 minutes of the game is very, um, very up. It's just you go through him getting a job, him meeting the love of his life, marrying her, having a baby, and then struggling to keep up with the financials of daily life. And um, he eventually loses his job due for reasons that I won't go into. And he has to then essentially just pay back some uh, some dodgy dealers and some uh, some mob dealers after losing his job and get stuck by essentially having to do dead-end jobs all day long around the town that he lives in in order to make up the money. And there's a lot of plates spinning all at once in this game, um, whether it be paying back the mob, making sure that your family can still eat, making sure that your family's house is okay, making sure that your kid is still alive, making sure that you get home for their bedtime story, um, there's a ticking clock every single level which is intense and it's yeah it's constant you know as soon as every time i woke up in that game i was like oh, right what now and it's just uh, yeah it's it's an amalgamation of a lot of different genres um it's very visually it's blocky you know it looks like it looks like roblox or minecraft and the visuals aren't the most important thing about this game at all um it doesn't run brilliantly on switch i kind of wish that i'd played it on pc but it's a it is a really interesting game and by the time i got to the end i was absolutely relieved and very grateful that i actually managed to get this guy to the end of the story it was um very interesting and um, it's available on xbox and pc as well i believe um so if you do want to check it out i recommend it highly because it's if you're looking for something that's going to keep you on edge and uh keep you focused and interested the whole time um family man is definitely up there and i can't wait to see Uh, No More Robots. I think they're making a a soccer story game, something next. Um, I'm excited for that. So, yeah, anything they do is great. So, I'm well excited. Um, And also, Let's Build a Zoo just dropped on Game Pass. So, I think I'm going to check that out as well. So, yeah, family, man. My game of the week, it's great. Um, Right, we haven't got a quiz this week because Kat isn't here. She's currently stuck in uh, London. Sorry about that, Greg. Why am I even here? You here to talk about EGX, bro? Yeah. Yeah. So let's go into it. Let's get into um the biggest gaming exhibition in the UK every single year. Avery and Greg and Sean have traveled all the way to London Town to check it out this year. Gregory, you were there all four days. Tell me everything about EGX this year. Was it better than last year? Did it feel more like EGX and last years did? It was alright. Cool.
2: Sean <laughs> <laughs> i knew
1: that was gonna happen yeah i know too i know of course it was oh you know i'm I'm so predictable (laughs) uh no it was it was it was an improvement on last year there was no big three this year i mean well there was no big two there was a nintendo one but it was all mostly splatoon i hate saying splatoon splatoon three and some other stuff that's already out there was nothing new on there um sure feel free to jump in with me and i'll save you doing a part eight you're welcome to chime in as well um it was most of the hall was used like pretty much all of the hall was used this time Uh, the big complaint last year was was because they'd spaced it all out for covid a lot of people were whinging that they didn't need to use the whole hall but then if they didn't if they put everything together in one half of it then everyone would complain that it was too cramped but no it was it was good there was a lot of things that we take as red that were missing there was no insert coin clothing for example there was no like i said there's no big big demonstration units. It was a really big PC land zone, which had everything that you can readily available to buy now, which was weird. Um, They had a a very big, whoa, can't talk, sorry. They had a very big, whoa, long uh, demonstration unit, which is good for anyone that hasn't got access to a PS5. Um, So that was quite good. Like the queues for that were always heaving. They had two different Street Fighter 6 areas. They had a Capcom sort of setup area that was really... It wasn't really very well marketed, was it? It was just one flag.
2: Yeah, I think I think this is kind of what what I was going to say about this because it feels like part of this, like some people have been planning for this for ages and got stands and all this printed, got you know all the usual stuff that they put around the stands, like the
1: hideaway things and screens yeah. and whatnot.
2: And and then you had Street Fighter Six, which was like in a cordoned off area with one flag saying, "This is where Street Fighter Six is." Just,
1: yeah, just an EGX flag rather than like an actual. Oh yeah, Capcom-based banner, wasn't it?
2: It was. It was properly weird, and it wasn't even with the Capcom-like fight stage, which it was just like, just really strange how that. It felt like actually that probably wasn't going to be there until reasonably recently. Yeah, I think and...
1: I was talking to Matt, the Street Fighter or the ex Street Fighter CM, and he said it was all a bit like of an issue. They had PCs that hadn't turned up or weren't working. They had to set some PS5s up. They had a TikTok area as well because that's apparently a big deal now, and they had six Street Fighter consoles on that, which were actually it was easier to go and play them than it was to queue up for the Capcom thing
2: yeah and we didn't tell anyone else about them so we managed to get just just walk straight onto to we did yeah of we were quite time.
1: we were quite shifty with that um shout out to the egx staff member that was absolute q nazi it was absolutely brilliant <laughs> i don't i don't like waving my press badge around like the wayne's world like backstage thing but sometimes it's nice to be like oh can we jump? you know i was at the sonic one and sean's gonna talk about sonic probably more than i am um I just stood. I just stood there. Went, oh, is anyone doing like press bookings? And he went, oh, you press? I went, yeah. yeah. And this is on a Thursday when the the queue was like double round it. And uh, he went, I, oh, what are you press? And I went, yeah. And he went, oh, mate, just come on in. Yes, because I wasn't really, I wasn't going to queue for Sonic. Nice, yeah. And so i had the queue of uh, everyone glaring at me, and I was thinking, I'm one person. There's 40 consoles here. If I was bringing a posse of 25 people in different stories, <laughs> like I'm one dude. So, you no, know, chirp I, I've earned this. Quote unquote, earned this. Um. But yeah, there wasn't much in the way of new stuff. But Sonic, um, Street Fighter Six, obviously Wolong, Call of Duty. But it's the beta that's already out, isn't it? Wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Um. So the, the the Call of Duty beta. So you couldn't you couldn't play Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two in the hall until six p.m. on the Thursday. That's right. yeah. Because that's Wait, when they the just beta bought, started. They just bought the beta along. Yeah, they bought genuinely put put. A, Wow. so people could queue and play, play the beta now i get it like you know if some people don't have the best hardware to play it on and it doesn't look all shiny and nice but um and they did have like you know pretty decent pcs for everyone to play on hmm. um but it was just yeah it was basically the beta that everyone was playing
1: amazing yeah they're quite a quite expansive retro area as they normally do. lots of board games and stuff and shockingly one tiny ass bar right up by the theater <laughs> Do you know what they did, Sean? On the last day, they only put a uh, queue system in on the last day, like an actual roped queue thing on the last fucking day. Because <laughs> we, had, we had times when it was like we had to queue for a beer, and then there's people jumping the queue for the soft drink bit and ordering beer. And then they turned it into queuing for stuff and then queuing to collect your thing. Uh, we met Mark Flynn, who is an awesome guy, uh, works for Numskull now, does YouTube creation stuff. Um, shout out to Mark Flynn for getting us into the Numskull thing and the Fox as well, which is awesome. Uh, I'll tell you about that in a second but yeah there's, I just got a picture of him who had to queue to buy a beer and then a queue with like another 15 people to collect the beer he'd just paid for he yeah
3: looked really, he looked really sad
1: uh, yeah we, <laughs> we got invited to the numskulls thing and uh, numskull thing in, in the Fox which is the pub next to it they put on like a new little uh a little display they do of all their cabs again their miniature arcade cabs like Galaga Galaga? Galaga? Um, oh, yeah. it's Pac-Man um, and they have two new ones as well. They've got Turtles Arcade and Turtles in Time. They're all fully playable. Like They're all amazing cab recreations, and you can actually have four people on the Turtles one, and we had four people playing one of those mini numbskull arcades things.
2: It was amazing. It was, a,
1: it was a bonding experience.
2: We two co- complete strangers. And yeah, they just jumped in, didn't they? Yeah, and one of them works for Twin Galaxies, or used to work for Twin Galaxies, mm. and was around during the whole you know, king of kong debacle
1: oh yeah because we're talking about oh, cool. um, what's his face billy mitchell and shit like that yeah so um
2: That's... yeah
1: yeah no i mean that that was cool. that was my EJ uh, ejx experience like uh, as as far as playing games go um we we did some good was that trinity fusion which was a metroidvania where you've got three different characters to pick and you can switch between them at certain points throughout the game um i really enjoyed that i'm looking forward to that we what was that ghost was it ghost oh soulbound Soulbound. We played an awesome game where it's not an endless runner, but basically one you are you are one's a ninja, one's a spirit, and you've got to reach the end of the level as a ninja. The spirit can possess any enemy and has to attack and stop the ninja. And then when that takes three hits, you switch, so the red one becomes a ninja and the other one becomes the blue one becomes the uh, spirit that can you know. So it's basically who can get to the end or who's gonna be the ninja by the end of the level.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: But uh, yeah, and no, that was good fun. Mm. Um
2: brilliantly designed that game it's
1: yeah it's it's
2: a 2d platformer basically but
1: it it, plays like the messenger
2: yeah and 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 every every npc on screen is like selectable as the opposite player so you can just like
3: are you you, like against each other like definitely like you're like you're trying to take each other out
1: yeah yeah yeah. you want to be the ninja you you want to be you want to be the the character who's controlling the ninja by the end of the level yeah so um you got like a little progress meter telling you who's closer that kind of thing uh, enemy, every enemy attacks differently. There's one that can turn into a tornado, which is a bit of a cheese move because you just basically <laughs> follow them around. And then one one's like a tactical bomber, um, one's like a Cooper shell that spins across the map and things like that.
2: Yeah, it was, it's a really, really, uh, this was from it's like a student game in that in, was
1: Manchester, wasn't it? Manchester Uni, yeah,
2: they, they, and there was they, a they test
1: launch one, which was the Staffordshire Uni one. That was good,
2: that was awesome, bizarre, well, yeah. So they, they. I've been working on this demo. It's basically like, you know, the arrow bits in the last couple of Assassin's Creed is where you fire an arrow and then slow it down and direct the movement of the arrow. Sure. They basically replace the arrow with a missile. And um, you just basically get to fire off a missile and make destruction and blow up, you know, these um buildings. And the aim is to destroy these gold statues. It's yeah. a very,
1: it's a- like almost like giant bullseye statues, aren't they?
2: Yeah, like, if if I was I was thinking to myself the other day that if this this game catches on, can you remember Pain, like that game that came with the PS the, Yeah, there's it, like a it's very cathartic. There's just like proper dumbass fun. There's no there's no depth to it. Well, there is depth to it, but I mean there is there's no like amazing things to master.
1: You're like Fallout um not fallout flat out when you used to, to launch yourself from your car and then yes. hit things and uh like insurance mode on S- saints row 2 but yeah. with missiles blast core that's the game i was thinking of
2: and <laughs> in, in this in this test launch you can build your own missile too so you can basically put together like okay i want to build one really massive one i, I did that's what i did because you
1: know you put quite um, a few fins on it didn't you
2: no i just i just made it one just very straightforward rocket with it, which was just very powerful um, but it had no fins on it, so he, it was really difficult to turn. <laughs> so, so it was just like fire it away, and then just shoot across the map and hope that you hit. Because if you miss, you've got no way of turning. And um, yeah, it, it's just really good fun. Like those students have got a great idea. And um, between that and Soulbound, there was another one called Dune Rider, which is like Wipeout, um, where you you know you're driving around in dust dunes in a kind of a zero G racer, which was very good. That transfuser area was very, very good this year. And um, they're all student projects. Have only had like a couple of months of development time, and they all really came up with the goods. Like very good development ideas. You know, some of them are a bit ropey, um, but you know the the concepts were all great. And um, I bet some of them go on to be like BAFTA youngsters for sure.
1: And then Absolutely. I I put my name on a mailing list to charge the Thingy Guns account for a Disco Elysium shirt.
2: Ha! Huh cool
1: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean that that was my egx experience but just to, just just to oh why can't i do words tonight good um there was a disco elysium stand and they had the clothing there you can get like ken katsuragi's jacket it was a really nice like button-up shirt with like the art style print on it and it was a, a black and white jacket that was again with all the artwork on you couldn't buy the ones there but you had to sign up to a mailing list that you'll get the t-shirt uh, whatever you have ordered about five to six months because there's one woman in indonesia making the entire lot and i said why doesn't she outsource and she <laughs> went and the woman I was talking to she went because then she makes some the money herself but the shirt like the shirt i was like oh, how much is that And she went oh it's about 200 euros i, was like, <laughs> I don't want one that badly <laughs> i would never wear it i'd frame it um yeah. But no, I mean, that was my Ajax experience. I've got a game I want to talk about later on as my recommendation, so I don't want to discuss it now. Uh, Sean knows what it is, so I wouldn't shut up about it. Um, oh, was... <laughs> but yeah, that was that was my experience. I had a very good time. We did some hobnobbing and schmoozing, and um, yeah, we we got drunk on Friday night.
3: We
2: did. Nice. Let, let,
1: let's talk. So and Sean's, Sean's really, really, really looking forward to uh, Percy Jackson's King Kong. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh... You know, so just, just to outline what happened here, right? So I was I was setting out on Friday morning at one a.m. to come down, and a, a series of unfortunate events meant that I actually got no sleep and went directly to EGX, having not had any sleep for twenty-four hours. So I got there twenty four hours after I'd last slept, and then did a full day of EGX. And at one point I thought I was trying to say Peter Jackson's <laughs> King Kong because we were talking about Easy thousand years. Easy, easy achievements, yeah. And um, it came out Percy Jackson's King Kong, which I think would be a better game. Lightning Monkey,
0: <laughs> Percy Jackson's King Kong.
2: <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, let's talk. Let's talk Sonic because I think that's going to be. It is the yeah. most
0: important thing that I have to ask you,
2: to be honest. Yes. Okay. So, I you know a couple of weeks ago I said to you that I'm I need to get my hands on this game to see if it's any good. And it is good, frustratingly good. Like it is, isn't it? <laughs> it's really. Do, do you know when you oh, look yes. at it, you look at it and go, "This, this doesn't, this doesn't look like it's going to handle very well." But it really does. They've they've managed to. They must have spent a lot of time trying to get the camera panning. You know, it moves backwards as you move, and there's quite a lot of manoeuvrability to Sonic that doesn't feel out of control, and. A lot of the movements that have been put together. So, so, one of the moves you you hold down the I think the Y button. I guess yeah, the circling thing. Yeah. And um, you 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 draw like a, a shape on the floor, like uh, like, it,
1: like that game with Kirby on the Wii, where you draw his route, rainbow, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you basically trace the thing on the floor, don't you?
2: Yeah. So in this, you can you can draw like a circle, and anything inside that um, inside that area gets damaged and gets thrown into the air, and it's like They've really thought about what it is to be Sonic and put it into a game. And you walk like I walked away from it, thinking that feels a little bit like Breath of the Wild, a little bit like Mario Odyssey, but still a Sonic game. Um,
0: I'm okay with that. That's that sounds good to me.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I came away from it expecting to be disappointed, um, and, and like you know, my expectations were through the floor for it. You know, none sure. of the trailers are really really heart meal for it. And I walked away going, knowing that I'm going to play that that game. Like, there there isn't, you know, I was, I wanted more. Like the demo ended, and I'm like, no, I'd like. <laughs> 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 I'm I'm not entirely sure whether the story, like what we got of the story, was I don't know. Greg saw the same bit of story, but you you basically you wake up and you bra- you've been knocked out of VR or cyberspace, I think he called it.
1: Oh, I just um, skipped the cutscenes. I don't care for Sonic stories.
2: It it was dry as dry as all hell. This mysterious voice is talking to you saying you need to get these portal gears. And it, it was very, very serious and did not feel at all like a Sonic game. And also Sonic's voice. Yeah, Sonic's really Sonic's, weird, wasn't it? So Sonic's now on twenty more per day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I've got um, to find the, out. I've got to find, the, find the, out the, what's going Is it Roger Craig's man? No, It does sound like Roger Craig Or Kirk it's Smith. Roger Craig Smith having the worst time of his life. I, <laughs> like I, Ro- Roger Craig Smith by way of Max Payne. This, this, oh man, I've got to get back to VR. <laughs> got to go fast.
2: Ugh. I did half expect. Do, 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 do. He was talking. Wow, like, wow. The, the Max Payne, the YouTube, yeah, yeah, getting, yeah. He's proper, proper having a bad day. You know? <laughs> he
1: really, I was, that was the first thing I noticed and I was like, what is going on?
2: Yeah, it's like the press Sonic. Sonic's bad <laughs> fur day.
3: <laughs> nice.
2: But you know the, the way that it plays. So there's you, like it's quite linear. Um, but you, you walk along the path and you, you can obviously just go straight to do what, what you're supposed to be doing. But to the side of everything that you're doing is like little little um, platforming puzzles. So you can jump onto a rail, which will shoot you into a ring. But then you might have to boost during another rail. And eventually, all you'll get is, like, a one-up or some health or, you know, more rings. But, like, you're doing all of this, and it feels like you're adventuring. Like, you know, those little bits of Sonic, which are just, you know, the old-school Sonics, which are like, you know, you can go over here and you can get a one-up or you can get a shield or whatever, but they they serve no purpose in the grander scheme of things. That feels Mm -hmm. present and correct in this. And, um, yeah, surprised, really, I'll be honest. Um. I'm I'm happy to report that you know I imagine Sonic fans are going to be quite happy with what's there. This well, isn't this really isn't exactly. Sonic this isn't Sonic Forces thank the lord. Yes.
0: Thank the lord. Um so it is linear then because there's always that fear of um of what we saw in the early gameplay that it was that massive barren open world.
2: I think what what we played was was linear like you were playing on like a cliff, like a cliff face side road, that was like a you, you couldn't really do get get away from that. Um, whether that opens up or not, I hope, kind of hope that it does because the gameplay. <laughs> That's it. My baby's gone.
0: I gotta find tails. <laughs> this is a new frontier. <laughs> I
1: Until November 11th. Ah. <laughs> uh, If I had to consume another chili dog, I'm going to put a bullet in my brain.
2: (laughs) I was really fucking confused what was going on there. (laughs) I was like, oh shit. Um,
1: (laughs) Like I've just made my wrestling entrance.
2: (laughs) uh, He's going to cut a promo on me now and uh, that's it. You're not having the belt, Greg. Uh, Um, So yeah, that um, that was Sonic. Depressed Sonic. Fabulous.
0: Depressed Sonic. That's all I need. Is a song of the last of us. If he's he depressed sonic wouldn't he just be called slow, methodical, <laughs> <laughs> melancholy Sonic, melancholic melon, melon Melan- Sonic, melon Sonic. <laughs> um, what about Street Fighter
1: Six? That oh, was great.
2: Oh, it's fucking brilliant. It's
1: so good. I I lost a bit of interest with Street Fighter Five. I think cause, because I put so many hours in Street Fighter 4 with some friends and then when they announced that Street was going PlayStation only, kind of lost on my, my, my player base. And yeah, when it was such a bare bones game when it came out, I've got one version now, I've got like the ultimate or arcade, whatever it's called, but just don't really play it. There's no one to play it with. Um, but this one's really brought that spirit back. Like it feels, if it was like 4, like with the parry system and the, the, the heavy attack thing brought, drive, Drive Attack whatever it's called. you got Drive Parry which is like an infinite parry type thing that can be it can it can tank a lot of hits. Uh, it was good like all the the original characters feel great the new ones feel easily accessible. I'm sure there's going to be new ones that change up all that style of fighting as well. I really enjoyed it and Sean and I played quite a few rounds of that.
2: Yeah, I was I, I'm not like a, a huge fighting game fan. I usually play through the campaign and stuff but I'll be honest with you, playing against Greg and Greg has almost always been me at fighting games. I I started to feel like like it was accessible to me, and there was these characters that were like that I started to feel to to, to gravitate towards, which doesn't really happen with fighting games very often for me. You know, normally it's like a, you know Mortal Kombat, it's like a Scorpion. But for every other fighter, I'm like, whatever, I'll play as Eddie Gore or King, whatever, they care. Um, but this 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 has got like everyone's got a specific style. And the the way that um, you know the like the kind of bursts of color that they've been showing in the trailers, uh, the way that they kick in, like you you, your characters walk onto the stage, and then for like half a second it all goes black and white until it starts. Then you get another burst of color, and then some of the like I I don't know what the actual technical term is for the moves, but you know when you do one of these specials, which is like your your you know uh, guard breaker or whatever it is. you get another like cut scene of color. It's just really vibrant and fun, like it's not taking itself so seriously. And I think that's what a lot of the previews said that actually there's loads of content here, and um, you know it's it's not it's not like a traditional fighting game which is just catering to the the big fighting game fans. I just felt like I was welcome here, like sounds no. quite
3: encouraging because I'm in the same sort of boat with these things. I Christmas I'm, Street Fighter I'm, Tournament. But I'm really not into like <laughs> long combos and learning all the moves like really, really hyper I into one say, character and stuff. It's hard.
1: I would say as a Street Fighter, I wouldn't call myself hardcore anymore, but as a Street Fighter fan, it is definitely more accessible. Yeah, like, that's good. Not to gatekeep or even the opposite of gatekeeping, go like, oh you might pick it up, but it's definitely like Sean was kicking my ass. And I don't mean that in a patronising, backhanded way, but it, like he said, if he can pick it up if someone who doesn't play a lot of Street Fighter can pick it up and go toe-to-toe with people that are still playing this new one, because they have changed up some movesets of the older characters, for example, that it makes it more accessible and it's not like it's not the fighting version of rubber banding where if you're down on health and it will leaving it out to make you feel a bit better about it, it will actually accommodate for people. It's good. It's yeah. it's definitely more accessible than, say, 5 was.
2: Yeah, I mean, 5, I, I bought it and, and paid, I, I played a couple of weeks' worth and, and that was it for me. I was done wasn't enough there for me and but i can see like i can see this being like the fighting games of old where you'd you'd invite people around for a brawl Mm. like because it's fun it's not yeah yeah exactly it's not it's not like you know like my dad's going to come in and um you know i'm going to absolutely wipe the floor with him because i think if he just spammed a particular couple of moves and i wasn't prepared for it he could fuck me up and yeah. I did that to you. I fucking broke yeah. your god with whatever quite a I few remember. times.
1: That like, wherever that heavy, heavy, heavy <laughs> combo thing was, it's quite a fun, <laughs> little little anecdote. It's quite funny. On the Sunday, uh, I met Jules from What Culture. He was walking around, so we had time to kill. because I ended up sort of sticking around with those guys for a bit. And he went, "Oh, should, should we have a game of? We we're near the retro section. I came a Street Fighter." And they've got that lineage thing in the arcade where they've got like Street Fighter Two on the Snares up to Street Fighter Four on a three sixty. And the other one was free was Alpha Two on a Sega Saturn. I played <laughs> a few games of that, and I was like. You know, we could have literally gone and played Street Fighter 6.
2: <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could have done, but, you know, yeah. Street Fighter 2. <laughs> it's the best one. It was
1: oh, On oh, no, it's Alpha 2.
2: Oh.
1: Exactly. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, no. At um, least it wasn't yeah. EX plus Alpha.
0: Did you get a chance to see, because I remember in the trailer, there was those kind of those cities that you could walk around. Oh, no, um, no. The, the Force
1: Motor is called. No, yeah. there's nothing like that. Oh, it's, it's literally one-on-one, that's it.
2: Right. We didn't get to see anything other than the, the fighting in this. Um, and, oh, the, and the
1: face-pulling you can do between rounds.
2: Which is very fun.
1: Oh, God, it's great. You move the left stick. When, you, when you're when you on a face-off at the start, you move left stick. A bit like um, Sackboy, you know, down to make a sad face.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That kind of thing. But you just wiggle the stick, and you basically, you're meant to be pulling like, your serious face, but you're just doing like a, a ventriloquist <laughs> dummy by going at each other.
2: Yeah, it's great. All Again, right, cool. it's a, another great game. I mean, it, it was a good show, and all. In all. Um, you know, it, it's it's not the Ejects of old. You know, it isn't the Ejects of four or five years ago, where you'd have you know the Sony boos and the Microsoft boos and Nintendo showing up in with thousands of Switches or whatever. But yeah. this is this is still it's on the road to recovery. Like um, the indie the indie area felt a little bit underserved this year. Um, like the left field collection just didn't feel um like it was given very much importance and the show floor so do you know how you used to have like the res to zone where yeah. you knew all the ending so that that doesn't exist anymore it's just the show floor and it's kind of where well, you come in all the indie developers are there but they're mixed in with publishers and then then you get to the actual bigger games down further into the hall oh, so, okay because like this this change and the np cube Yeah,
1: that's that's probably why that one woman's making all the money in Indonesia from the um Disco Elysium stuff because she's recouping the expenses of a, (laughs) (laughs) P Cube's embezzlement.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Anyway, that's no, no. (laughs) It's not. It's not fair on the on the PR people that were there for P Cube to get the flak. So you know, no one gave him any shit.
2: No, they 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 all. Everyone that was there was nice.
1: They also had no new games.
0: I'm it? surprised Nintendo didn't bring um rabbits along because that's out next month. The only
1: thing they, they, they had might have done, stream. they might have done. I didn't see all the consoles because there was always people on them.
2: The, the only thing they had there was Splatoon 3. Wild,
1: no, no, they had other stuff on there. Was the there's the, a the, the, the Splatoon banks and all that, and then around the side of it, they had more like playing uh Smash and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, but I, di- I didn't see anything that was like um, no, no, so,
1: I mean, Batman. it was nothing new or advertised, was it? It was no. all just like, here are Nintendo games.
2: Yeah, it was like there was there's quite a lot, a lot of consoles with like signs next to them saying Splatoon Two and Three, and then there was like just Nintendo Switches you can go and pick up and play something, um, but there wasn't anything like advertising Mario or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Which, like like I say, I, I do feel like a lot of a lot of people have decided, and I guess with COVID, you really don't know what's going to happen. Like, mm. so I guess they weren't going to make massive investments, uh, and especially after what happened at Gamescom, so and there was a particularly bad COVID outbreak at the from what we hear.
0: Yeah, I've seen so, a couple of people on my timeline have got COVID from... They're, they're suspecting from EGX.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Sorry, I
0: shouldn't laugh. That's not funny at all, but it so, is. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe do a test. Who knows?
1: Yeah. yeah. No, If I've got COVID, it's everyone else's problem, not mine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going shopping. Great kicks, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Sean, I know Greg's got a game that he wants to talk about in the recommendations. Was there, and a game that you hadn't heard of at EGX that you really fell in love with?
2: Oh, there was a couple. Um, so the, I was hoping so. <laughs> there, there was a couple that I put into an article before I went to EGX. Um, one's called Hell, Hell to the Ugly, um, which is a, an adaptation of a French pulp novel, and. It's like a point-and-click oh, adventure. Oh, yeah, that was awesome.
1: It's so fun. To hell with that guy, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, it, it, like, you basically, you, it's like a point-and-click adventure where you've got to, the, like, the first demo, you've got to get into this club because the idea is that, that you play as this um, guy called Rocky who is, he's, I think he's 18 or 19. I can't remember. I read the book a long time ago and I really enjoyed it. Um, But basically, he's, like, like a stunning, strapping young man and also a virgin who's saving himself until he reaches a particular age. I think he might be 20 and he's waking until he's 21. But anyway, he, he comes out of this jazz club one night and wakes up in a hospital. And then he finds himself in a taxi and that's where the game commences or well, that's where the demo commences. And um, you're trying to figure out who, who kidnapped you and why. And um, you're trying to break into this jazz club. So the bouncer won't let you in because he's, he's, he's hungry and he wants he wants something to eat so you you go and find like a hot dog salesperson who's like you can have a hot dog but i want to drink first so you try and get him a drink you, you eventually get a drink give it to the hot dog person get the hot dog try to give it to the bouncer he says i'm on a diet i want something you know i want something healthy so i'm looking around can't find anything go to the to the orange juice stand and take some of the leaves off the oranges put them on the hot dog to make it a healthy hot dog and give it back to the bouncer who's like, oh, that was super tasty, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? Um, that's the kind of logic you can expect. Um, but the other side of this game is like, it's a, like a, a quick time event combat. Um, and all the while you've got like jazz playing in your ears. It kind of goes along to the music. So you've got this trumpet going on, but you have to press X at particular times to block. And I don't know if you ever played Hamsterdam it was the same system that's in that, um, where you like a circle closes and you have to press X to either stop damage or deal damage. Right. Really good game. Really good game. Um, it was that like
1: Mario part, uh, Ma- uh, Paper Mario style combat, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like. Um, I like. I, I enjoyed you watching you play it. That sounds weird, but it was actually I really enjoyed it. like the old sort of like. Uh, Noir not noir, what's the word? Like Nouveau fifties style posters, forties, fifties, yeah. like the Bebop yeah. style thing, like high waisted trousers but exaggerated. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think of like any art promotion. Like old Coca-Cola adverts where they're all not not cartoon depictions of real looking people, but like cartoon style uh exaggerations. I thought the art style was great on it.
2: Yeah, it looks stunning. Um the the, the publisher that was there it was called Art France and their other the game was um the one that was next door, I had a really quick go on. That it was called um, "How to Say Goodbye," um, which is like a puzzle game where you move these. You basically you're you're moving ghosts to a door to help them move on. It's a puzzle game, and um, yeah, I, again, beautiful, really well put together, um, a little bit challenging at times. Um, I think um, I got quite far into the demo and I was like, "This is starting to get tricky." Um, i played a game called zelige um which is i played it last year at egx where it was part of the nfts selection this time it was in the left field collection it's about uh you you play as a tile maker who's trying to decorate a mansion in like something like the ninth century and you get to design the tiles yourself so you, you um given this tool and there's there's lots of there's intending to be that they they all weren't there at the time but there's going to be like tools to show you how to do old uh, designs that are like traditional designs and then you do them and then place them on the walls and the idea is you decorate this entire house while a story plays alongside it it looks very cool a really creative game um super like super into this game it's gonna it's gonna be big i think um it's nice. They had like a, a printer there last year. Uh, the sticker's still on my laptop, but they, they had it again this year and he was really struggling. Um, but again, the, the game has come on so much in a year. And I can really see this get like when it goes commercial, I can, can see it really doing well. It's one of those games you could probably just sit down and enjoy, enjoy an evening just putting together like designs of tiles and then applying them to walls. So, um, what else do we play? God, there's so many. Like, uh, we are one. It was a VR game, which was in the VR showcase a couple of months ago. You, it's basically like a first-person shooter, that's a cooperative first-person shooter. But you, you, you play alongside yourself. So you you're from a starting position. You can see various different stems, like plant stems, from the ground, and you point at them to activate them. And then you are given like thirty seconds to perform some actions, and that could be pick up a gun, load the gun, shoot the gun, and then that once that ends. You can then can pick a different stem and start that time. You'll be able to see the other version of yourself doing those actions that you've already done. The trick is that the way it's designed is you need to cooperate with the previous versions of yourself. So you have, to, you have to kind of future plan. So, for example, the first one, you've got three different machines you've got to shoot. And each version of yourself has line of sight of one machine, but there's only one gun. So you start with the person who can grab the gun shoot, you toss the gun into just an empty space because the next version of yourself doesn't exist yet. And then you take over that space and then you watch your previous version of yourself shoot a machine, catch the gun in the air that's just been thrown to you by yourself, shoot, toss the gun again, catch it the next clone of yourself. It's so fucking ingenious. It blew my mind once it clicked. It's genuinely very, very well designed.
0: Sounds horribly confusing
2: it, at first I'll be honest with you, I didn't get it like I was, it I'm not there. surprised <laughs> the developer was just saying right okay then just go to the left one and then you can do this and I'm like what and then 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 it clicked like there was a very there was a level where there was three different elevations uh, on these stems and you can <laughs> so so it was like I don't know what I'm doing I started at the top and then just dropped the gun accidentally then started the next one and then just sort of dropped the gun drop next to me I'm like Oh, I did that. Okay, this makes sense now. And um, yeah, I'd, if, you know, if that comes together, um, there was like some footage of later levels being shown. It could be really, really cool.
3: Isn't there a, um, a recent sort of arena shooter, hero ah, shooter God, thing something. that does something like that?
2: I think, I think there is like a 2D, like a non-VR oh. version.
3: No, I'm not thinking like a 2D thing. I'm thinking more like it looks like roller drone or something, but it's not roller drone But it's got that time mechanic in it, and you can oh drop... land skates. The... Oh, that might be it.
2: Yeah. So, like, yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. So
3: it's got a little bit of what you're talking about. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The thing is with that is it's utter chaos. Like the the thing is with that one, like that is the one I think you're thinking about, where you like you have a version of yourself who then starts like a first person shooter and you get like a minute to just do things like three minutes you shoot and And then then you you go back and start
3: that minute minute again from a different position yes but your previous actions are still happening
2: yes like that that works but it's utter chaos like
3: yeah it sounds like what you're describing but if they've managed to do it in a sort of you know interesting puzzle type you know assassination sort of way it sounds pretty cool
2: it like it is because they're they're one of the levels they've got like robots that are throwing things at you that you've got to dodge so like it is action orientated but also you kind of got this puzzle of having to figure out what order of things you've got to do like i only had three bullets in this level so i've got to i've got to hit things first time yeah and and it's it sounds a little
3: bit like um you know like that one in fights in tight spaces but fights in tight spaces with time yes that would be cool yeah Um, that sounds good sounds good i like the sound of that one
2: I think the last game and I yes, was...
3: I've not been talking very much, but I'm listening. I like listening to all your smoozing talk and your games talk. It's fun. Just make sure you haven't fallen asleep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to every fun on that. We'll wake up in a minute. Yeah. Don't yeah. Wake Just me up when i need it. Uh, <laughs> Should have gone to EGX. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> that last game before I shut up, um, it's called Robo Beat. So um, you know, like these these um rhythm shooters that have kind of sprung up, you know, BPM that that bullets per minute, and obviously Helsinger, and the other did one out my review yes hellsinger on fingerguns.net what was that um, weird
1: voice then it's called yeah. metal hellsinger actually should i get it right
2: what, what do i call it
1: you, you forgot the first hellsinger.
2: bit yeah. oh okay um it like, so, on it's on like TV. saying
1: go and play go and play per minute
2: okay <laughs> <laughs> no problem <laughs> um so this this is like that but synth music and like dance music so i know that like some people have been Wanting to try these um, these rhythm shooters, but don't really like rock or metal. So this this is kind of different, and it's got a very different vibe to it. It's very neon, very. Uh, but again, it is super fast shooting. Um, you can you have change to, tracks, can't you? Yeah, so you can you can like swap the track based on. So if if you feel like you're not getting enough tempo going, um, like or you, or you want to have something that's a bit slower, so you can hit each beat then, yeah, you can change the track while you're playing. I feel it's... like we're getting a
3: lot of these rhythm shooters all at once. Like, it's going to be the next... New Guitar Hero. It's like rhythm-based yeah, gaming um, without the peripherals. I was thinking more like the next, like, Souls. You know, like, there's so many Souls games all of a sudden, just after one of them did really well. The next next year or two, there would just be, like, a dump of it, another dozen of these after yeah, Metal Hellsinger.
1: Some, some, ironically, someone will play it with a Guitar Hero
3: controller. That would be, yeah, there would just be YouTube videos of people doing that and playing it with a banana and a lemon and things like that It well. was
1: great because the kid next... I'm not trying to sound like I'm being horrible to this kid. The kid next to him was playing mouse and keyboard. He was playing this um, uh, Robo Boop. Um, and he was playing it like he was trying to play Quake. He was proper, like, trying to rocket jump and shoot round everywhere and was going absolutely mental with the mouse and must have had, like high sensitivity on because it was giving me like strobe induced headaches i was like oh my god what is this kid doing and then cut to sean next to him playing a controller just tapping his head tapping his head uh like tapping his feet and nodding his head to the beat like shooting with the rhythm and i was like yeah you're playing it properly
2: uh, it, it's so fun though like, that kid was
1: going full ham though wasn't
2: oh god, he? yeah yeah i, I don't think, he, I, didn't think he <laughs> I don't think he knew the
1: concept i think he thought he was playing like quake or something
2: yeah I think, I think unless you've unless you've been introduced to these games already, that's not a great starter. He was like on super high tempo as well. Yeah, yeah. Like super like drum and bass, like druh, 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 druh. It's fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, that that you know, I could talk all night about the games that we played because there was a lot of really good ones. But uh, and there was one more that I'll let Greg talk about later. <laughs> 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 it was well good.
0: All right, nice one um toby have you got any egs questions for sean and greg
3: uh no we didn't find any
1: from square enix
3: ah man (laughs) Uh, no it sounds like it was a lot of fun and um i'd like to go i'd like to go in future um a little bit like what sean said that it, it kind of looked like it had lost its mojo a bit for a few years and it'd be it'd be nice if it's got that back and there's a few big hitters there. So I was quite surprised when we looked at the list and saw that there was going to be Sonic and, and Street Fighter Six and things. So yeah, mm. next year I might have even more of those and it might be a really a really good trip. But um I need to not have a one year old who's sick at the same time.
2: Yeah that yeah, there is that yeah. I think I think what you'll find is that this events in general have all kind of taken a bit of a step back
3: yeah and, and hopefully and, they build up now
2: yeah and i think obviously egx has changed hands it's now with Reed pop and you know they do packs so and, and you know the last packs was apparently just you know it happened and a lot of people weren't happy with it because it wasn't as full as previous years but i do get the feeling that eventually there's these things will start you know getting their mojo back and getting that yeah. kind of motivation back because yeah think, for sure One of the best things about it is turning up and finding a game you'd never heard of and just, you know, playing it and just finding out that it was really good. And that that can happen at these, even without the big hitters. Because often you you sit down and play Assassin's Creed and go, oh, that was Assassin's Creed. That was, well, worth half an hour of queuing time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Which is, I think me and Ross did that a couple of years
3: well, you um, know me. I probably would like the Indies more anyway. But yeah,
2: yeah. absolutely. Do you remember that I, time? I just,
3: just cu- feel like cu- you don't about... want to go just for a bunch of Indies that you don't know what they are. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Like, do you remember that time you could, you queued about three hours of Doom Eternal and I just walked in and went, "Where's well, still queuing?"
2: Oh, fucking hell! <laughs> yeah, but that was well worth it. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> I, enjoyed, I enjoyed queuing for Doom. There was there was some good people there. We all bonded. Wanted... I
0: queued about an hour for Far Cry Five, I think, Oof. way back when. That's
1: um, still, yeah. still hold the title of first it. person in the public to a final Fantasy 7.
2: Yeah, absolutely, that was amazing. Wasn't that a really bad build of Far Cry as well? Ross,
0: it was a poor build, yeah. If it didn't, it was a really bad showing of that game,
2: and it turned it out wasn't okay really,
0: in the end, yeah, turned out fine. But it wasn't, uh, yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> I, I, I did come off it very disappointed.
2: I remember, I think I watched you play, and it was just like proper janky.
0: After you, uh, you ba- you basically made me play Far Cry 4, and I absolutely loved it. And I was um, super hyped for five. And uh, yeah, it didn't work
2: out. Is that when I, I, I had convinced you to play four because I needed a trophy?
0: Yes, yes, it was co-op trophy. And I really enjoyed those like 10 minutes that we played together. <laughs> and it ended much. up playing the whole thing. And my last trophy, again, was the co-op trophy. So you came back in full circle at the end. Oh, That nice. helped me get the trophy. Isn't that
2: nice? Very important. Well
0: yeah um yeah it would be great if we could all get to egx together as a team like um like other websites do somehow um hopefully we can pull that off next year or sometime in the future that'd be really sweet i haven't seen sean now since 2018 which is absurd
3: i have Uh, never met the people on this in this team
0: (laughs) (laughs) that would be pretty crazy
3: only only greg i've only ever met greg Weird, well,
0: no. 2019 maybe the 2019 I think it was was the last CGX I, I went to yeah
1: I think was uh, no no it was 18 that was Birmingham when I met you guys for the day because yeah. 19 19 Ross and I went to rest and then 19 Sean oh that's went, right yeah. yeah yeah we went for one day went on a Thursday and then Sean and I went October 19 to the big one, and we got ill
2: yes we did
0: <laughs> oh that oh yeah and that hotel uh, you yeah, that was ghetto of
2: uh,
0: it, yeah. B&Bs yeah
2: came back with black lungs <laughs> just <laughs> i think okay. i think the next year i think they're on about doing the birmingham version of EJX sometime during the year which might be a bit more accessible for everybody so and it would be awesome
0: yeah, yes. that would be, be great because it would have been 5 years by the time we were seeing shon and and just not having that you know
2: no that's i mean that's fair enough i mean since the last time i've seen you i've had a child and that child has now grown yeah <laughs> they do that yeah <laughs> That child is like a pain in my ass now. Like it's not pooing on my chin like Toby's. <laughs>
3: <laughs> pooing on the chin. Oh.
2: Oh, oh bless you. Oh, I don't dear. miss those days. I don't miss those days. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right then. Let's uh let's squeeze in um one piece of big news. Do you want to talk about Splinter Cell or Cyberpunk? Uh Cyberpunk's will be quite quick. It just
1: basically it's nice to see that it's getting I know I spoke about it last week. It's just nice to see that it's getting a bit of kudos and people are finally I look at my PlayStation friends list and there's a good fifty percent of them playing it now.
0: Mm. You've come back into it recently,
1: right? I did, yeah, I was talking about it last week. Um obviously I haven't played it since I talked about it last week. But yeah, just quality of life improvements. And the, the joke I've been making to people I've spoken to at EGX Whereas, because I'm always, you know, like my big thing of buying physical games. Um, Whereas, like people like my brother buy early access PC games. The way I see it, I bought an early access PS5 game, and it's it's (laughs) it's it's finally paid off. You know, I bought it at the PS4 price, and I like it. And Uh, the 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 news you were going to say was obviously that it's hit like a higher concurrent player base than Witcher Three did.
0: uh, Yeah, it's just uh, it's attracting over a million players daily now, which is cool. Yeah,
1: I think it's very bolstered by edge runners as well. Hell yeah. Which I watched the first two episodes of and went,
0: ooh. I've not started it So yet. many flashlights. Do
3: you know, the the flashlights thing is funny because it, it proves people have only watched the first two episodes. There's, that, yeah. there's barely a single flashlight in the rest of the series.
1: Oh, no. Please then, don't take
3: away the fleshlights. terrible, isn't it? I know. You, you want them in every episode. but Every episode.
2: There are. There are flashlights in every episode.
3: No, there aren't. They like the they me. Mi- like the I've watched like another six or seven. I swear, I've not. Nobody's seen So he's really been looking for these flashlights.
2: Yeah, there's <laughs> there's one there's one piece of animation that's reused in almost every episode, and
1: is it the time you mechanic thing?
2: No, no, it's no. it's um, it's it's like one frame, which is like a transition frame, where people are moving to give like a flavour of that city, and in each one of those, there is a a guy lying down at the back is it like the like, fight right, maybe like the, there is but the fight
1: I... club inserted
3: scene thing like a great big <laughs> exactly piece. yeah and I've not seen it yeah like <laughs> if you look at it but it is you're... in my subconscious
1: yeah <laughs> Toby just wakes up in the middle of the night going I need to buy a flashlight just screaming no just like <laughs> <laughs> a
2: subliminal flashlight advertising
3: it. oh serious. subliminal flashlight that's a band name come subliminal
0: on <laughs>
1: <laughs> we are uh, a subliminal flashlight.
3: <laughs> One, two, three, Hello, four. Detroit.
1: <laughs> One, two, three, pulse. <laughs> Hello, Night City. <laughs> oh, that's funny. This next song's called uptempo Vibrations.
3: <laughs> oh, there could be a lot of terrible song names for this edgy, but... edgy, Edging Runner. Edging Runners. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stop.
0: <laughs> so, Splinter Cell, eh? Splinter Cell, yeah, apparently Splinter Cell is getting remade. Um, yeah. We know that anyway. We know that. That is that is not news. That was announced ages ago. But um, what is new news is um, Ubisoft have been talking about it very, very briefly, saying using the first pencil game as our foundation, we are rewriting and updating the story for a modern day audience. We want to keep the spirit and themes of the original game while exploring our characters in the world to make them more authentic and believable. Um, it goes on from there. You can read the full thing over at VGC, obviously, because that's where all this stuff is, where I get it from. Um, uh it's not the first game this, then is it is this good or bad greg uh, to... oh
1: uh ooh um well from what i gather what i remember the first game the plot was loosely around uh like was it russian or af afghani terrorists mixed with some chinese element as well um i did read the article the other week and obviously it's been a few days but i know i know this, the the core of most splint cell games even the tom clancy universe is naughty foreign attackers trying to destabilize whatever that kind Naughty of thing.
0: foreign attackers.
1: Yeah, well it is, isn't it? I mean like yeah. Chaos Theory went for more like the
3: hacking angle. Um obviously Double Agent is, is he what... just doing something where it's like weirdly outdated hacking. Do you know what I mean? Like and and outdated internet and things no, like that.
1: No, I mean like Chaos Theory it was it was a hacking element, wasn't it? But um I mean that the the this, you were trying to find who's attacking the, the, the whatever. Um obviously Blacklist had the the group that were trying to I, th- I think by, by like Double Agent and Blacklist, they brought it more inland, didn't they? Like the internal groups kind of thing. I think they must have realized the shift was coming then because um, it wasn't as like like the first one. I wouldn't say the first one was offensive or even just cringy, but I suppose you can't make elements now about like Chinese or North Korean armies attacking anymore. Like the Red Dawn thing anymore, because I guess people go, oh, it's not very PC. So I get, but to say they're making the first one, but they're changing the story elements, and they're not making the first one, are they? That seems really contradictory. But no, that is maybe the it's largely the same, but a, the group, different it's, different it, villain. It'll, it'll yeah. be yeah, it'll be a, it'll be an inland American group because if anything, American hates more than the British is the Americans. So
3: maybe it's just because they want to sell it more in China. Do you know what I mean? So don't yeah, make something possibly, that's Asian,
1: possibly yeah, or they want uh, villain. They, or they're going off the back of the division universe. You know, it's an it's an inland threat. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't see it as a bad thing. I mean, I'm not gonna say, I'm not going to say like the knee jerk thing of like, oh, they're pandering to the PC types because they're not. They've got a move with the times. You can't make Red Dawn now. They made a remake ten years ago, and everyone went, no, that was that was around the '80s Cold War thing when it was the hot thing was to make movies based on that. But it's not going to fly anymore. You know, you don't make films with like they they changed the ending to the Spider Man movie, the first one, because it had him strung up between the two towers. Yeah, two towers, two towers. Um, so you, you've got to move with it. Yes, some people will accuse it of pandering, but you've got to move with the times if you want to sell a product. So I don't see anything inherently wrong with it. But to call it a remake of the first one, but they've changed it, is not a remake. If, it, if it's the same locales, different threat, yeah, I can see that. But if they're changing the whole story and universe, then it's not a remake.
0: Mm. I mean, but, it's not going to go as far as what I've seen. I mean, some people are assuming that Sam's going to be female now. Um, well, yeah, it's going to be, be, you know. That, that colored, that's, that's, that, that's not where they're going with this. It's a good unisex name if you're going to do that. Well, absolutely. Yeah,
1: but that, that wouldn't be a remake, would it? That would be a continuation.
0: Well, no, this is it.
1: Yeah, so they, if, it's,
3: if it's a remake. Say remake. The word remake is pretty loose these days. You know, Final yeah, well, Fantasy look, VII look at, Remake went a long way past what Final at, Fantasy Seven
1: is. Yeah, look at the SUI code and remaster they're doing. That's more of a remake because they're adding new quality of life improvements that's more of a remake than a remastering remastering is just to me is hdifying things um but we're going off tangent um i mean if it's still sam fisher than that and it's still in the same universe of the first game but the bad guys are different then yeah i can see why they're doing it if it is different character like they they're trying to bondify things again not not insinuating that's a bad thing i know they brought a new um 007 in last bond film but then it's not a remake is it
2: Yeah.
3: Good
1: webs, yeah. I don't know. Either way, I'm looking forward to it. I love it so.
2: I just think it, it, they tried to remake it now. It just wouldn't work because a lot of what Sam was was being asked to do then is just like you know. In one mission, he was like, "We need to go and intercept this data which is arriving on a PC in this building." So go in there and go and stand next to the computer. And you're like, "Fucking hell! This that this is 2022. You can't do those kind of missions now." You like no one no one's convinced by you need to be next to the computer for this to work this,
3: this is this is what i meant by well, they, they've done that with, their
1: own, with and... their own label with watchdogs yeah
3: yeah the so, um the internet isn't back when this was made that the internet wasn't even what it is these days so yeah, yeah. so this I, is exactly I, the point i was going to make as well
2: I, th- I think that there are things like the whole you know georgian hit squads and things like that probably need to come out of the game um You know, Russia will probably Russian
1: Georgia, not American (laughs) Georgia.
2: Yeah, so yeah, (laughs) yeah, not not like Midwest (laughs) kill squads. No, Um, no, they, you know, they, they just need to like revolutionize it for modern day. Don't they? No, there's. I, I don't. I don't think anyone should be taking offense to this because you know remakes happen and. You know, when, when they say, you know, remake nowadays, it, it's almost always an improvement. There are very few remakes that are actually, you know, worse. 13. Than... That's, yeah. that's, that's a remaster.
3: <laughs> it's definitely a remake that's worse than the original.
2: I mean, yeah, okay, fair enough. There is always an exception to the I know, video. that's why I'm saying it. But, you know, you look at Shadow of the Colossus and...
0: Demons and Souls.
2: <laughs> They're all so much better than what they were, so... Um...
0: Didn't 13 get, like, a massive patch recently? It did. Suppos- yeah, it was thirty quid.
1: Also on the sale, mm-hmm. should we be giving that away free. They've essentially called it a re-release.
3: So they are literally trying to re-release they it. They've the they done again. a Final Fantasy fourteen
0: <laughs> on it. Yeah, push Square still trashed it. Unfortunately,
3: uh, yeah. Was last just said it looks good?
1: <laughs> forty forty gig size. Yeah, three bullet points.
2: So not that It looks good. Has controls. <laughs> I mean, yeah, has uh, does,
1: has start menu.
2: Um. So yeah, I'm like the people shouldn't be jumping to conclusions about this around like them changing the gender of Salmon all these kind of things because like Ubisoft are woke but they're not that woke. So yeah, pack that in. That's my take.
0: yeah yeah. I think it'll be. I think I think Sam Fisher will be fine.
2: Guys, don't worry about that. You'll be alright
0: um, Would it be, be client side
1: though? no no ironside go broke
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i mean sam fisher has popped up in what every single ubisoft game oh they've hauled him out for the last few years just bring him back to release a game then without him would be a bit dumb i would i would assume so yeah here we go so this whole remake it's very early we've got a long way long way Mm. to go but it will be on upon us eventually at some point when the max Max Payne one
1: and two remakes come out
0: yeah (laughs) Much like there's other Ubisoft games, Beyond Good and Evil 2. <laughs> and Skull and Bones. Well, to be fair, Skull and Bones is coming up, but uh, it's, been a, it's been a while. Um, finally, just a quick update from last week's uh, story. A 17-year-old from Oxford has been charged for hacking into Rockstar. Um, that was the update from today. He's actually been charged for it now, so there you go. We can all sleep soundly tonight. Rockstar is safe from the evil hackers. Have you seen the
1: uh, just to expand it? Have you seen that he's got priors? Uh No. Yeah, he 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 was on bail for hacking Nvidia and Microsoft.
3: <laughs> you know. Yeah. Man, how I'm bored you have he, to just be. thought he'd go out with a bang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if Don't I'm going to be it. in prison, Don't I, do it again. I, okay. I won't get to play GTA Six. I want to see what it looks like. Do you think he yelled "hack the planet" as he got caught? <laughs>
1: that's a Maybe that's a hacker's on. reference there if anybody's uh old enough to remember that
0: he's working undercover for ubisoft for the next Watch dogs but
1: yeah, he, he hacked nvidia he hacked um i don't know it's xbox was it uber or just... as well
3: something Possibly, about him being yeah. the uber guy that did that just recently. stop
1: giving him pc access <laughs> you can't really send him to his room when he's got it in there like what's he doing up there oh he's just oh god he's doing it again isn't he oh
0: it's he's mung- mung- just wanked mung- mung- like a, a normal teenager he's wanking, yeah. yeah happier <laughs> when he's wanking <laughs> Please, just show him Pornhub and get him off exactly. code. He's already hacked that. He's probably got a free premium account. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's no update on there's no update on what he wanted from Rockstar. We don't know any of that yet. But, uh, yeah, there we go. That seems to be put to bed, at least for now.
3: So, My headcanon uh, for this is that they give him a job as counter-hacking security in what, like MI5. Can, yeah. like, oh, Frank, yeah. you know, yeah. And now they'll set him against the hackers in the gaming industry. <laughs>
1: That is no, possible. this this little shit doesn't deserve a happy ending.
3: <laughs> that's the Hollywood, that wasn't a, that's the the Hollywood wasn't way liking, to start uh, up a new story, yeah. right? That's what doing. Hang
0: sitting there going, "I want you on my team." <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> Very shit version of Suicide Squad. I've been just sitting in front the computer.
0: <laughs> just a room of teenage hackers. Going, block, 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 block. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna be a room of Reddit mods, isn't it? Oh
2: god, Discord,
0: Discord blah, blah. mods. Uh, so yeah, there you go. There's um, the, the, everything we know about that so far. Um, I'm sure that story isn't over, but that's um, that's what we got. Um, the trailer for the Last of Us TV show landed today. Happy Last of Us Day, by the way, everyone. Yay! Um, it got a mixed reaction in, in our Slack, isn't that right, Tubbs?
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, God, ye- you set him off. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't want to be the you know the, the one who shits on things, but it didn't look as great as as i wanted it to um that trailer was like i've seen a lot of very good tv recently you know like rings of power and and all these other ones that are on at the moment have been pretty high-end stuff and i watched that and i was like it looks like pretty basic really like if it's going to be the last of us and it's going to be hbo's new flagship thing it's going to need to be better than that trailer was but that's maybe just you know there's not enough to show yet and it's an early trailer that's fine maybe there'll be more and it will look amazing but the um yeah it wasn't it wasn't convincing on its own I have never found and still don't find Bella Ramsey very convincing as um as Ellie um pfft, we need to see more there was very little of her even saying any words so yeah. I'll have to give her the benefit of the doubt for now <laughs> maybe she'll be great but I'm I'm not seeing it yet at all um but i'm not i'm not jumping on any bandwagon of like shitting on casting or anything it's not that it's just i'm not convinced that's all um and um joel more convinced uh, because i think pedro Pascal's a very you know well well respected and and rated actor i like him um i think he makes Mm. a good joel even if that's a very you know it's a bit of a different type of joel i'm not not got a problem with that um but yeah i think it just needs more it needs it needs to to be much more exciting and sort of you know goosebump tingling sort of trailer than that one was you didn't get goosebumps when you heard the clicker. i didn't i didn't get anything i was like ah i remember watching the teaser for rings of power and they just had a couple of shots of like someone just jumping across some some ice flows and then just a picture of a tree and an elf and there's something about that trailer just made me go oh, that looks amazing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But this one just had none of it. I was well, the last like,
0: one no. isn't going to have that, is it? It's, it's not going to post- have a billion
3: project. pound uh, budget either, probably. But, yeah, I don't know. And I want it to
0: pay Pedro Pascal for all his uh, handsome looks. Let's
3: <laughs> yeah. took a helmet on him. You have to, don't have to pay him half as much. <laughs> I, I listened today
0: to um, the Pilot TV podcast, which is a, a spin-off of the Empire magazine uh, film podcast. And um, they were talking about a Bella Ramsey project called Catherine Cold Birdie, and the guy that hosts that podcast said he's a massive fan of The Last of Us. He's not sure about Bella Ramsey until he saw her in this film called Catherine Cold Birdie, and now he's absolutely convinced okay. he's he's going to be a great Ellie. So that could be something to catch before. Yeah, yeah,
3: no, that's that's good advice. I will. Uh, I'll have a little look if I can find what that is. I've a, not really uh, seen uh, her in anything except her, her few minutes of, in Game of Thrones, sure. um, where, yeah, she yells at a group of men and, and it's kind of fun, but it's not enough to really know that it's not, you know, a one-hit wonder sort of thing. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. It's also in um, His Dark Materials, if you want to catch that.
3: Oh, God. I couldn't get past two episodes of that. That <laughs> <laughs> was awful. Uh,
2: Sean, did you see the trailer? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see your reaction to it. I haven't seen it yet. I'm, oh, okay. I'm gonna I'm, i was gonna watch it now but then you said around the, the clicking noise and i was like let's watch this with sound instead of just oh so yeah I'll, I'll do that um once this podcast later, I think.
0: okay i'll ask you next week thanks <laughs> um greg you're you're not so sure about the series either right
1: i'm not a fan of um games to tv adaptations as a rule how many are there that one yeah <laughs> no, I mean games to games to films. I don't think Halo's cool. been very good either. To be honest, well, yeah, that too. Um, I mean, just games to f- films and not uh, in general. I've been burned by Resident Evil. Also, watched Resident Evil Apocalypse the other day because it was just there on Prime on now even it's fucking terrible. <laughs>
2: um, Did you watch the Resident Evil TV show? No. Fuck
1: me! You mean the one that's been cancelled for being bad?
2: You, you need to watch it purely because of how bad it is.
1: <laughs> what well, I was talking genuinely. To. Like, I was talking to Sai yeah. from What Culture and they were saying that um because we we're big Resident Evil heads and they were saying that like did you watch it I said no and I saw the screenshot of Lance Reddick as Wesker and they said like that was probably the highlight and I was like oh you're not selling it at all
2: Is there is a dance I, number in there or something there is a musical number halfway through the series and
1: yeah. if it's not a thriller I don't care <laughs> But, um, no, I, I I might watch it. But then I, I'm I'm crap at catching my TV series. Te- oh, I can't talk tonight. TV series. I said I'm watching Chernobyl. I don't care for House of the Dragon. I don't care for Rings of Power. So, you know, mm. maybe. It depends on how it comes out, I suppose. Maybe okay. it's on HBO. I haven't got access to Sky, so probably want me to watch it anyway.
0: Yeah, it'll be on now TV. I don't imagine when it comes out. Oh, well, Mrs. has got that, so possibly then. Okay. No, we'll just see um so yeah that's a trailer for the last of us tv show it's available now go check it out on the you of choose where you can watch it in 4k you of of um we right on then let's get to recommendations um i'm going to start with greg because i'm very excited about this game you want to talk about it's a game called die by the blade it's coming out in a few months and if
1: anyone's old enough to remember bushido blade it's that it's sword fighting with one hit kills Ooh. But it's more than that. It's got a very cool stance system akin to Nidhogg or Neo or For Honor. Um, You've got upper, middle, high. And you've got stamina bars. If you're matching that stance when someone attacks you, you'll automatically parry it. Or you can block manually if you've got the stamina and the timing for it. But yes, it's a game of tactics. As Sean and I found out, when you think you're going to be clever and come charging in and swing a sword, and they just move out of the way and just you know take your arm off Mm. um it's addictive and the tide of battle battle there's only one-on-one fighting but the tide of battle can be turned in an instant you've got a live system and you'd be like they've got one life left you're on three and you think oh i'm gonna nail this and just the quickest of flicks and suddenly like oh i i've died it's a bit ropey considering it's out in a few months um they had it last year as video only the video itself looked really good the gameplay demo looked a bit janky Still in, you know, in, act, in beta, I suppose. But I'm looking forward to it. Um, it was just addictive. I think I dragged everyone. Sean and I played it a few times. Dragged the Water Culture Guys down to play it. You know, it's great fun.
2: I <clears> think. <throat> cool.
1: No, <clears throat> right. I think it's going to be on everything. Cool. I remember they said last year it was going to be on, on the big ones.
2: Yeah, it comes out middle of November on everything.
0: Spectacular. Cool. I'll check wow. it out for sure i won't be any it, it, good at it but i'm gonna try it
1: well you say that but it's it's simple to play it's not i hate saying the whole simple to play hard to master but it's an easy concept then you get into the hang <laughs> into the swing of it um because it's swords in it um Oosh. yeah but yeah you think you're being clever and you can like you can cancel an attack so you can like faint an upswing cancel it and then just go like across the chest because you've got horizontal and vertical attacks as well as the stance things so you could throw like a, a midline horizontal sweep and then quickly move the stance button while you're attacking to down and vertical where you do an upward swing, so you could like get your first one parried, and then quickly like come off the block and then swing back up and try and catch them when they think they've been clever, for example. Right. See.
2: And and every every dodge um costs stamina too, so this isn't like um you could just like roll around, which it was what well, I was. It's not like to Dark Souls
1: do. constant tumbling and shit like that.
2: No. It, you know, I was I was trying to see what you can what you can really do with this thing, and it is like there is no running from this battle, and uh, it is it's very good, very mm. Moorish. Like, like I came away thinking that oh, I want to play this again.
1: Turns that like you, you can't roll through sword swipes either. You know, There's no there's no i there. If you roll into a swipe, you are going to roll into a swipe,
2: and your mm. bits of body do come off and do get dismembered. Mm. It. Very cool. A little bit of ragdoll as well. It's cool. Yeah.
0: Uh, Sean what's your recommendation this week
2: my recommendation is a game called Wayward Strand which I'm currently reviewing Um, it's a narrative game you play as a little girl uh, an Australian who is joining her mother on an airborne hospital that's looking after these elderly or peculiar patients and basically it's like a, a time loop game where you are free to do whatever you want within the three days that you're on this airship and you explore as Cassie and go and your mum's giving you the instructions to go and help because she needs the help while she's on this on this ship. And you basically can stand outside rooms while characters are having a conversation and listen in. You can go and do little things for people if they need it. You can sit and ask questions. There's like an overarching aim where Cassie wants to write a a paper, like a research paper on the airship itself and you know she can ask questions but while that's initially your motivation the characters themselves that you meet are all really colorful and lovely and quirky like they've all got little quirks one of the characters is a complete mute but she's got a, like an obsession with greenery and, and shrubs and plants and another mm-hmm. fancies himself an amazing writer and you just get to know these characters and you get to meet them and, and develop you know, a rapport with them. Some characters just don't like you to start off with. And there's a patient that's palliative, And obviously, kind of you going in there and sitting there as a small child and they've got this elderly person who's dying and they just don't want to interact with you. But actually, they are one of the biggest sources of information once you get to know them. And it's a really lovely game, an amazing art style. It's like, a old, you know, the old Tintin books. Um, that's what they look like in, but in, in motion. It's it's a really pleasant game to play, and um, it's quite poignant. And we're having a good time with this. And um, it's been been a bit of a struggle to get time to play it between EGX and everything. But I'm going to sit down in the next couple of days and really replay it to get to get to grips with everything because it feels like you could you could get different bits of conversations with each playthrough because inside the time uh, of each day. Everything is happening in real time. You know, you could, could be in one part of the ship experiencing one thing, while something else is going on in somewhere else completely. Different. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, really, cool. really cool game, and um, that's my my own recommendation.
0: Fantastic. That's the way we're trying to go. Check it out, uh, Toblerone. What's your recommendation this week, sir?
3: Uh, mine is a game that came out a week ago, or within the last week or so uh beacon pines
2: oh um, i love
3: some anthro narrative driven rpgs yes oh we well, you've just stolen that no no. <laughs> uh, no it's fine um so say beacon pines as if it were stranger things because that is essentially what that title is trying to be it's like um this is the place like hawkins you know um mm-hmm. i i love this game it was um it's basically stranger things with sylvanians if you remember what sylvanians are um they like little little um furry toys that kids have um with their uh, little animal heads they it's it's essentially like a um like Stand By Me or like a Stephen King thing, it starts very nice and cutesy. And there's lots of, you know, lots of little anthro characters, they're all drawn beautifully. And, um, you know, they have their little, the little Stand By Me type adventures, lots of little friendships and things. And you've got, um you're you're playing a character called Luca, who's a little deer, and you're playing, uh, you've got a, a mate called Rolo who's like a cat. And you've got a, another mate called Beck, who's this girl who's moved into town. And it's all very, um it seems very normal and, um you know, Nothing's weird, nothing weird's going on. And then suddenly the whole thing starts to very, very quickly turn into this creepy, Stranger Things-esque, story where they discover you know weird shit going on in a warehouse in the woods and um people there's there's weird goo that turns people that like ages you you know if you touch it with your finger it would age your finger for example or um if you've got it on your face it would you know it would give you wrinkles on your face and stuff but um you know so and then that's just the very beginnings of what then becomes like a massively convoluted and creepy story where every single person slash anthro character in the entire village has got a secret and is part of this or you shouldn't trust them for this reason or that reason um but what makes it not just a narrative adventure with um anthros and and a pretty good one at that is that it's um you're essentially finding these little uh, charms as you go and each charm is a word and that word you can use at a turning point in the story so it'll sort of back up through the fourth wall for a second and it'll say, this is a turning point and you can decide whether you go with the word um, chill or the word hard. Right. And it's two different ways you can tackle a situation. So you tackle it with like a good cop, hard cop, or, or good cop, bad cop thing, or you tackle it with good cop, chill cop, you know, and one will go one way and one will go another way. And every, there's like a, you know, maybe a dozen different ways that the story can branch into um, different stories and then you've got to play out each of these stories and some of them are like an hour or so long at least on their own um, each one fills in its own type of story its own different narrative its own secrets come out that you wouldn't have then got in a different branch and you've got to essentially find them all in order to actually get to the to the end of the story They wouldn't have worked if it was just you know if I'd only if I'd only followed the correct branches if you see what I mean I wouldn't have had um, anywhere near the background of the information Um so yeah it just becomes this like branching narrative thing that's that's really interesting and and intricate and and fun to play and discover all the facets of I couldn't recommend it more if you like visual novels if you like mysteries if you like anthros if you like I don't know just little little mystery novel type stories it was Really, really fun. Suited a switch down to the ground because it was just little bite-sized bits of stories and stuff, and it just handled nicely on there. Um, but I imagine it's pretty good on most systems. But yeah, re- highly recommended. It was really fun.
0: You know what? It's given me Night in the Woods vibes.
3: It has. So Night in the Woods is like... um you go back to that town, don't you? And it's like um it, but you're you're a teenager, you go back to a town and it's all falling apart and it's got this real vibe of like um you know run down small town America. Yes. This has got the same thing. Kid comes back to this place, or at least one of those kids has come back to this place, it's it's very run down. And there's another, there's like a, a company that's trying to rejuvenate the town at the same time. And the vibes that come off of the the town as character parts are like totally night in the night in the woods. Um, but I suppose the story takes a takes a turn towards it's more kids and creepy than it is teenagers and angst and getting in a band. Do you know what I mean? Like it's got a different aim, but it's yeah, it's definitely got vibes of the same sort of thing. Love it.
0: It is downloaded on my Xbox and I will get to it. Yeah, it is
3: on Game Pass. If you get to it soon, it'll be on Game Pass. (laughs) Thank you for that. I don't mean for you, you I mean, for everyone. It will always be on Game Pass. Hopefully, it will always be on. Game. No, when it will be. To, things come out of Game Pass all the time.
0: Like, yeah, but it might stay. It might be, be on Game on. Pass
3: for a month to a year, but it will necessarily stay there forever.
0: All right, man. Jesus guys. <laughs> Um, my my recommendation. My recommendation is Trombone Jump.
3: <laughs> I wondered if someone was going to mention this viral. I thing.
0: <laughs> definitely jumped on the bandwagon this week. I had no idea this thing existed until PC Gamer was like, "By the way, this is a cool game." And I downloaded it off Steam for £11, and fuck me, it is a brilliant, brilliant rhythm game. Um, you control the trombone using your mouse going up and down, you press basically any button on your keyboard to make a noise, and it's just the dumbest shit ever. Um, but for some reason, it just really, really works. And yeah, that's why didn't get like 20,000 retweets for no reason. Um, every streamer is now playing it. It's become this thing. It's going to be absolutely massive. I assume console releases are due anytime now because of this um, well worth checking out get a trombone
3: too. peripheral to go with it like guitar <laughs> right?
0: imagine yeah trombone hero please next Activision thank you very much um, but yeah it's cracking it's so dumb it knows it's dumb it knows it's stupid it takes itself very seriously despite that it's quite it's just a yeah it's a nice juxtaposition it's very funny check it out anyway let's get to out this week and out this week there's loads out this week bloody help? Um, Moonscars is out uh, today if you're listening to this on the day this goes up September 27th um, we have a review of that going up look out for that very very soon coming to PC and Playstation Tunic is coming to Playstation and Switch that lovely lovely game that's been on Xbox and PC for a while god Tunic is great well we're checking out uh, Kenna Bridge of Spirits remember Kenna Bridge of Spirits um, that's coming to Steam on 27th as well as is Grounded 1.0 if you can stomach those big ass fucking spiders grounded is finally coming out in its full release so don't miss that um life is coming to switch pc and consoles um lived on pc for a while in early access again it's getting a 1.0 release now on everything um it's a great little game um cat reviewed it for us and you can read that now on fingerguns.net um let's see the life is strange remastered collection is coming to switch uh september 27th september 28th death verse let it die it's coming to ps5 and ps4 uh, season two of the cycle Frontiers coming out on September 28th. September 29th sees the release of Brewmaster finally on PS5 and PC. I cannot wait to play that. I've been really excited to play that for a long, long time.
2: Quick update on that. And um, the console version's been delayed, so it's just going to PC on the 29th now.
0: Okay. On. Okay. Well, Brewmaster's coming to PC on September 29th. <laughs> Don't miss it. Uh, let's see. La, 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 la. Oh, there we go. September 30th. Paw Patrol Grand Prix is coming to Switch, PS4, and Xbox. I don't know about you, but that's going to be absolutely bloody massive.
2: If you want to read a preview, there's one on guns.net. Oh, look at that. See, we're just all over it.
0: Um, if you really need a fix of um, Salmon and Max, they're being remastered and coming to things on, on September 29th. Um, Picross SB is coming to Switch on September 29th. Man, there's a lot coming out. This week, and of course, September 30th sees the release of FIFA 23. And well, no one else has done much a release on that day, it looks like. So, there we go. So, yeah, it's a pretty full on week.
3: Do we have Valkyrie him in that list?
0: Do we have Valkyrie Elysium in this list?
3: It's on the 29th.
0: It's not in this list.
3: How funny. Well, there's another one. Big Square Enix release on the there 29th. Big for you. Yeah, Big Square for you.
0: Hey, Square Enix. Oh wait, no, there it is. Sorry, I completely skipped it. No September so 29th. <laughs> Valkyrie Elysium. There it is. And Undungeon I, I, is coming out as well. I wonder if were there as well. So don't miss that. Fuck me. Overwatch two is out next week. That's come around. All yeah, right.
2: Yeah. And then a couple of weeks later, Overwatch one dies.
3: Hmm.
0: Anyone excited for Overwatch two?
3: Nope. Yeah, do they, do they re- completely retire the original game at the, yes. at the time, don't they? Yeah. yeah. I read this the other day. People were pissed.
0: Yep. Oh, that's going to go well then.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to jump in just to see what it's like again because the first one was fun for a week or so. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it run been See lot like.
0: serious like. Tracer's still in it, so yeah, how bad can it be? <laughs> we shall see. Um, but that is it ladies and gentlemen thank you all very much for listening. don't forget if you want to follow us you can follow us absolutely everywhere just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places if you want to follow us on Twitter you can all of our handles are in the description below except for Miles of course he's smart and not on Twitter if you really like what we do you want to follow our Patreon for one dollar a month you can keep the podcast live on its various podcast hosting services and keep the website nice and shiny have you seen our new website by the way it is freaking sweet well done to Paul and to Sean for pulling that off. It looks awesome. Um, so much Ow. more content on the homepage. Oh. It's so good.
1: Sorry, I forgot I was unmuted then. You might hear a massive crack when you talk about that. My elbow just went.
0: <laughs> I heard, I heard.
3: Oh. Oh, I don't know if you heard like, yeah, that. i was already unsettling. I don't know how excited you
0: are
1: about the new yeah, website. I thought, but, I thought uh, you <laughs> quite liked
3: the elbow crack. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, it just, I was just, because I've been lying on my shoulder, I just, Pull my arm up and just went. Ah, <laughs> like,
3: oh,
0: fuck! I didn't want to swear though because I forgot I was unmuted. Oh, you're okay though. <laughs> I'm okay. Okay, good. <laughs> um, well, that's it. Thank you very much indeed for listening. We'll be back next week once again with all the latest video game shenanigans. Until then, it is goodbye from Toby Anderson. Ciao, Nara. Goodbye from Mister Shaw Davies. Poodles, and goodbye to the Grey Kicks. Bye. My is Roscoe. We'll see you next time on the Finger Guns Poop 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 Podcast.